Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So let's go to somebody who has spent his life looking up. Maybe he's seen some balloons along the way. Dean Regis is an astronomer with the Cincinnati Observatory. He's written a book called 1,000 Facts About Space for the National Geographic Kids series. Hello, Dean Regis. Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. So may I call you Dean? Please call me Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. So, Dean, have you ever looked up that telescope? Have you ever seen some balloons along the way? What do you think about this proposal to ban the releasing of helium balloons in the sky? What do you think about that? I have not seen a balloon cross over through my telescope, unfortunately. But one thing I have seen is, uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard of these things that are called fire kites where people can light uh, things like uh, things and they make these kind of uh, illuminated uh, balloons that go up. They look like little lanterns that go up in the sky and everybody sees those. They think it's UFOs. So Is that that's right? The only close, uh, that's the only close thing I see because people say, what I see up in the sky that was glowing like this? I was like, oh, somebody lit one of those things. Sorry. Oh, wow. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. And when they do that, does it burn the whole thing through and through or, or is there leftover yeah, latex yeah, burns- someplace? I don't want to give anybody any ideas. So, yeah, uh, that's yeah, true. It, it all burns it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's paper. Yeah, it's mostly paper. So, yeah, it all, yeah. But well, yeah, since don't do it because it'll make the astronomers crazy thing, you know, to answering all the UFO calls. I was so since you brought it up, let's talk about UFOs because UFOs are now officially a topic uh, under study. I mean, they've always been, but now they're officially because of these crazy videos that we've seen where, you know, totally sane pilots for the U.S. military have said, "What was that? What was that? What was that?" And nobody can explain what that was. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, those videos are curious to me because they they all seem to be very explainable. In fact, there's been scientists have been looking at those and explaining them all away as either aircraft. There's one that's definitely a balloon, uh, and there's a couple others that are uh, just 
glitches in the, the system. These aren't viewed with the actual eye. The camera's picking these up in most cases. So the question I always have is, so, all right, these are the videos that they're showing us. Uh, what are the videos they're not showing us? Because there's definitely some kind of concern, but what the videos that they've shown us so far are not anything very uh, conclusive, that's for sure. They're not... They don't. Uh, they don't strike me as alien craft. They strike me as very earthly things. So, um, but it's definitely a cool uh, subject to to go into because of the vastness of the universe. Mm-hmm. Are there aliens out there somewhere? Well, there's just so much stuff out there. You'd think uh, one of these planets around one of these stars would have something. So that's I why would we think keep so looking too. for these things, right? I mean, you saw the big news this week that an exoplanet, which I guess means a planet outside our solar system or outside our galaxy, uh, 40-something mm-hmm. light years away, is considered to be in size resembling Earth, but many, many hundreds of degrees hotter. Yeah, this is one of the fields of astronomy that is growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, I've been at the Cincinnati Observatory for 20-some years, and this is the, the biggest leap in discoveries is with exoplanets, planets around other stars. And astronomers have found thousands of these uh, planets, which in some of them are Earth-sized, some of them Earth-like. We don't know anything really about their atmospheres uh, or if there would be life on any of these places. But the fact that there are so many other planets out there really, and and beyond what any astronomer really would have thought of, um, that there's so many of these planets out there that that opens up the potential for life in the universe. Has to be, right? It just doesn't make sense that we would be the only magical combination of forces that would create what we know as life. It just doesn't make sense. That's, does the, that's, the old, that's the old-timey joke with a universe with all these trillions of galaxies and we're the only ones. Mm. What a waste of space, what right? We- <laughs> that's what the joke always is. So, and, 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 and just... To the point of what you were just saying, you say they're being discovered. Do we have telescopes that can look beyond our own solar system and see them? Or is it, are these images coming from these uh, robotic, you know, uh, modules that we've sent up into the stratosphere that are somehow able to give us images? How, how are we seeing these galaxies? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's it's an amazing engineering feat, and the, the it's a combination. There's a lot of ground-based telescopes that are incredibly sensitive that can see these things, and some of the telescopes can even work together 
to create this mega telescope, essentially. Uh, we saw that with the, the first black hole pictures that have come by, that uh, those were the combined efforts of ground-based telescopes to get this. With exoplanets, there's some ground-based, but there's a lot of orbiting crafts. There's a lot of uh, spacecrafts that are designed to look for these planets. And um, uh, the previous one was called Kepler. The new one's called TESS, and they are finding them by the boatload. And um, it's they, they are the, the detection methods are uh, it's just incredible. Like I, I I'm still in awe that they're being able to find these really faint things that are really far away. And we're chatting with Dean Regis, astronomer of Cincinnati Observatory. His book is One Thousand Facts About Space for Kids for National Geographic. But when you say they're finding them. I mean, the camera lens couldn't stretch that long. Are they picking up sounds? Like, how are they finding them? What's What are they doing? Yeah, there's a variety of ways they can do this. So uh, a telescope like the Hubble telescope is capturing light. So you take this gigantic mirror and you combine all that light that's hitting that mirror. It's like having a gigantic eye. So instead of, you know, the lens on our cameras are, you know, a, a couple millimeters across, this thing's you know, eight feet across. And the big telescopes on Earth, some of them could be 40 feet across. Wow. Then you add a camera onto it that could, uh, I think the latest camera is about a 4 million megapixel camera. Huh. So you put those two things together and then, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many megapixels is on my phone right now, but it's not 4 million, I'll tell you that. Amazing. And and this this engineering technology, what... What division of technology or engineering is this? What would you be studying in school to be able to be in that field? Well, there's a lot of electrical, a lot of mechanical, uh, all varieties. So astronomers are uh, work really well together with engineers. Uh, there's also astrophysicists that get into this stuff. So it's, it's one of those things that there's a lot of avenues into the space uh, program and and astronomy, and that's that's what I hope with this book that it kind of gets people excited about the subject of space, and also makes it real accessible. That it's uh, that it's something that, that people can that even the average people can do, and can use uh, telescopes in their own backyard to see a lot of this stuff. It's um, Dean Regis. What what piqued your interest to make astronomy your career? Why? Well, it was a a total accident. I was uh, on track uh, going through college to be a high school history teacher. I took a break from that and worked part-time at a planetarium and fell in love with the subject. It was one of those things that I knew right away when I started studying the stars. It was like they started talking to me, and and I dove in and learned all I could about astronomy. Um, And I'm a completely self-taught astronomer and started at the observatory in Cincinnati as a part-time person and then uh, worked my way up to astronomer, and it's it's one of those lifelong, more than a career. It's really my passion is to talk about space and and teach about it and uh, communicate it, because I just see how people get so excited about it and putting their eye up to a telescope and seeing the rings of Saturn. It's it's just one of those moments, and uh, I hope to I hope to encourage everybody I can to do that. And yeah, and. and... You know, a lot of times uh, when I think about astronomy and looking at space, uh, 
if I, if I sit down at night and I can find a star because, you know, the loss of the night skies is another conversation we come back to a lot on our show. I'm very sad about the birds and the loss of the night skies. You can give a pitch to recapture the night skies too. But when I sit, oh, yeah. when I, when I sit and I look at the night skies, I think Julie Stein wrote the lyric about getting lost in the stars. I feel like sometimes you can get lost just looking up at the stars. Oh, absolutely. Just uh, kicking back and get into mm-hmm. a dark sky. And that's one of the things that I do with my vacations is I, that, you know, I want to go see the national parks. I want to go see great landmarks and sites and history, but I also want to take the time to go to a place where I can actually see the stars better than where I live. I live in the city and, so it's limited by the number of things you can see by the light pollution. But there's also little things that I, I've learned from, from working at the observatory is that even events like watching a moonrise, that's something you could do anywhere, and just sitting there uh, in a park and watching the moon rise up over the horizon when you, you, know, you turn your phones off, you turn your devices off, and you just sit there and watch it, there's a, that is really powerful to do. And um uh, I, you know, it's one of those things that the next time you hear about a full moon that's coming around, um, that try that. Try to get out there and watch a moon rise because it is a, it's a, it's a moving experience. We're chatting with Dean Regis, an astronomer with the Cincinnati Observatory. The book is called One Thousand Facts About Space. If you were, if you had a six or a seven-year-old in front of you and they said, "Tell me something about space," what's the first thing you would tell them? Oh, that's tough. I mean, black holes, kids love black holes. So this giant black hole in this galaxy is, you know, billions of times the the mass of our sun would swallow us up in in a second if it wasn't so far away. All right. So what's a black hole? All right. So tell us, what is a black hole? Who discovered it and what is a black hole? uh, A black hole is a super dense object where uh, it is... The gravity is so intense that not even light can escape. So that's why it appears black. There's nothing coming out of it. There's nothing that you can see of it, but you can see objects moving around it. So it's uh, the black hole in the center of our galaxy is like the weight of four million suns. So you cram mm. four million suns in a one little little hole. That's what you get as a, a this object that's unbelievably dense. So uh, yeah, d- don't don't get near one. That's for sure. And it has a mass, and it actually physically exists. Yes, yes. Uh, and so uh, we've gotten uh, astronomers have now have two actual pictures. It was always theorized, and we could see things around black holes, but now we're actually getting the the images of them, which is, uh, I mean, these are the one of the some of the faintest things, and we're able to image them. It's really amazing. Are you saying if the planetary orbit of Earth? got too close to the gravitational pull of a black hole that we, our entire planet, would be sucked in? In a second. In a <laughs> it second. It would be so fast, it would be scary. Um, because, yeah, anything that crosses this, this boundary of no return called the event horizon is going to fall in and it's gone from existence. Um, there are some stars that are close to black holes, and there's some, you know, astronomers are kind of watching to see if one of them is going to go in. The good news, though, because I don't want anybody to be scared of this stuff, because the <laughs> good news is there's yeah. no black hole anywhere close to it. Yeah. There, we, there's, no, there's no way any black hole out in space is going to swallow up the solar system. So we get to watch them from a very, very safe distance, which is just great for me. 
It reminds me of The Blob with Steve McQueen. Do you remember that movie? That that wonderful oh, yeah, 1950s yeah, yeah. A science fiction movie, The Blob. That was yep. the horror movie from yep. my... But that's what it reminds me of. The Black Hole reminds me of The Blob. Uh, I know that you it's have to run... a little like that. A little like that. Good, good. That's my analogy of the day. <laughs> uh, Dean Regis, uh, an astronomer with Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Observatory. Thank you so much for writing this very readable, very beautiful book. I have it in front of me. I'm going to make it a special present to a child in my life who I know will really appreciate it. And I thank you for doing the work you're doing. Oh, my pleasure. I hope you, I hope a lot of folks like the book. It's uh, put a lot into it, and I hope people enjoy these facts and learn a new fact every day. Absolutely. Uh, knowledge is power, right, Dean? Knowledge is power. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. Dean Regis on the Lisa Wexler Show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.